you can't necessarily desire something if you're not willing to also be a part yeah. of it. You are in for a treat today. So today we have my dear friend, Jess Bergio, who is a self-proclaimed hype girl whose passion is helping you build the confidence to chase your dreams. She's a former beauty, former beauty entrepreneur of 22 years, and she is the founder and host of her own highly rated podcast show called Unscripted, as well as an author and a podcast mentor. Like I know I've had a, several people come up to me and ask me about starting their own show and all the ins and outs. She's your girl. She's got a course that she just launched recently. It's amazing. Definitely make sure to check out her podcast and all of her offerings. I'll put those in the show notes below and enjoy today's episode. Human on the Daily, the podcast for anyone wanting to break free of any boxes or expectations and embrace their full authentic self. I am Dr. Megan Daly, and I have been there. I've overcome so much trauma, dealt with so many stressors like competing in high-level athletics, rigorous academics, getting my doctor in physical therapy, and I did what I should do, right? I climbed the corporate healthcare ladder. And when that didn't make me feel fulfilled, I branched out and opened up my own cash clinic and built it to six figures in the second year. Yet I still felt like something was off when I looked in the mirror and maybe you can relate. So I scaled back and really dove into the questions of who am I really and what is it that I am meant to do? So together in this podcast, we are going to dive into all the tips, tools, and experiences for you to answer those same questions for yourself so you can live your best, most joyful and fulfilled life. Because if you're not doing that, then what the fuck are you really doing? So let's fucking go. All right, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Human on the Daily. And I have my dear friend Jess on the show today. She, if you don't know her, you are going to want to know her and you're going to love her after this episode. Um, I think we first connected at Powerhouse. It, I feel like we just had so many like run-ins that it was like, okay, who's this person? She's clearly a soul sister. I just need to know her more. Um, so, but what I would love to do is just going to have you intro yourself and then I'll jump right into questions. I love that. Okay. Yes. And I'm so grateful that we have met and that we kept running into each other like over and over and over again. I was like, okay, fine. I think we need to be friends, (laughs) but I'm thankful for women like you and, and myself now who are brave enough to show up and go into these rooms and talk to people we don't know. It's, it's hard when you're younger. It's even harder when you're older. And so, you know, that's part of my story and how I got to where I'm at now was I stopped being afraid to show up in rooms where I didn't think or know if I fit in. And I didn't think or know if, you know, I belong there yet. And I started pushing myself to put myself out there in bigger, bolder ways. But it all came from, you know, spending 22 years in the beauty industry. I went against what my mom told me to do, which was go to regular college and get a real degree, which was either becoming a teacher or a doctor. She was willing to pay for a school for that, you know. But in hindsight, I laughed at her and said, you should have paid attention to my schooling in high school because I don't have the grades to go to school to be a doctor. (laughs) So while that sounds great, mom, like I think really... I should lean on the creative side that I intuitively know I have and go to beauty school. And I think she just wanted so much more for me that that's why she kind of shit on those dreams that I had when I was 17, 18 years old. But Mm. I did what I I was told not to, which I was always really good at. And I went to beauty school. (laughs) And I think because I knew she didn't want me to do it, 
it was this like level of proving her wrong that pushed me to be so successful in a career where at the times, you know, 22 years ago, it wasn't looked at as like a wealthy career. It was looked at as something you did when you maybe couldn't figure out what else you wanted to do. And honestly, that was the tagline I gave myself, go do this until you figure out what else you want to do. And as things would come into my life, I would think, do I want to do that more than what I'm currently doing? And it was like, no, I really love what I'm doing. I found an avenue that worked for me. I became a blonde specialist. I worked in one of the best salons in San Diego and I just thrived. I loved the environment. I fit into this group of misfits because I never really felt like I fit in anywhere growing up. I did fit in because I made myself. I wore what the girls wore. I did my hair like them. I, you know, I, I made myself fit in. But it wasn't until I walked in my very first big salon where I was like, oh my God, these are a bunch of weirdos and I love it. <laughs> like they're wearing crazy hair. They're dressed like rock stars. Like, I don't know what is going on, but I just want to be here. And we had music and it was just like this creative energy that you, if you've walked into a cool, big, funky salon, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But what I loved even more was I was hearing these really deep, intimate conversations between the client and the stylist. And I thought, wow, that's so cool. And they get paid and like client leaves happy. You make money. Like it, it was so much more than the picture that had been painted for me. And I was like, I chose the best freaking career. Like everyone else is wrong. So like, I'm good. And I just, my career took off within six months. I was fully booked. And I was at a point where I was making six figures by the age of like 23, 24 years old. And I was like, oh, I made it. Like one of those like, and I'm here. And I sat there for like 10 years, kind of making the same amount of money, doing the same amount of clients, just grinding my ass off. You know, Mm. nine to nine was a normal day for me, which didn't leave much just left for anybody else. And I got married really young. And then I got divorced really young because nobody wants to be married to a bitch who's tired and cranky and doesn't want to talk to anybody. So long story long, I... Ended up having a, a son uh, when I was 30 years old uh, with my my son's dad. He's a great father. It was a, it was planned, but it wasn't. And you know, it was in those first couple of years that I realized the pace I was running at wasn't what was going to be sustainable to allow for me to experience motherhood the way I really wanted to. And so I started to explore what it would look like to do something different. And in the interim of those first 15, 16 years of my career. I became obsessed with fitness again, like I had when I was growing up and I started competing in bodybuilding competitions. And then that turned into personal training on the side. So I got to double dip on my clients on the hair side and I brought them into the salon. And, you know, the favorite part for me was connecting with them. I got to connect with them on such deep levels and have these amazing conversations and just like human contact is my favorite thing. So I just love that that name of your show is human on the daily because I literally got to be, you know, a real human with these people. And they came to me because I got to be authentically myself in these arenas and people liked me for who I was. And it started to show me that like I could be myself and people would accept me. And so along the years, you know, I I started to develop these skill sets I didn't know I had, right? Communication and speaking up and giving my opinions and all of these things. Um, so, you know, around 2019, I was looking at my life thinking I was making the most amount of money I'd ever made. And I do in both careers, the fitness and the and the hair, and thinking, is this as good as it's going to get? If I don't change anything right now, this is going to be my life for the next 5, 10, 15 years. And the answer was no, I'm not happy enough with it to stay here. And so I started to explore what it would look like to create like an online business or to take my knowledge online. 
And so it was when I was first introduced to Chris Harder's Fast Foundations Mastermind. And so I put myself in a room with a bunch of early stage entrepreneurs who I just assumed had it all together and already had the (laughs) successful businesses. Um, I literally put down like seven or eight grand to walk into a room to hopefully meet some new high level friends who would help me figure out what I was going to do. And that was the start and change of everything for me. I actually met Lori several years prior to that in the fitness industry. We hosted fitness camps together, worked for Strong Fitness Magazine. And so I knew Chris through Lori and I watched her evolution and kind of his evolution. And if you don't know Chris and Lori Harder, you should check them out. They're great humans. And I stayed close to two people who I was aspiring to follow in their footsteps of taking action, of trying new things, of putting themselves out there, talking about personal development. And so it really shifted everything for me. And in those six months of that mastermind, I opened my very first salon, started my networking branches for hairdressers, started my podcast, COVID happened, salon closed, started the podcast, you know, lots of pivots and lots of crazy stuff happened, but I was so grateful that I'd already been exploring other ways to, you know, diversify what I knew. So here we are, fast forward a couple of years later, I now own a podcast agency where we help people connect their voice to their brand. It's called Media Unscripted. And I've really just fallen in love with podcasting so much so that I thought I needed to create an agency. And so I'm just really proof that you can take an idea or a passion and turn it into a business. I do fully believe that we are not here just to create one thing or to niche down. My buddy, Matt Gottesman has a podcast called The Niche Is You. And I truly believe that is true. If you continue to show up as the best, highest version of yourself, you can create from that place. If we are trying to fit in these boxes and be like other people, it's very hard to fake it. And so you have to listen to those intu- intuitive hits where I had, where I was saying, this isn't, this isn't going to be it. Um, but you know, from the beginning of the story, I said, I knew it wasn't going to be it, but all of a sudden I was faced with with the reality that now it was time to make a change. Um, and so it's been, it's been a, you know, a lot of work, (laughs) a hell of a lot of work, you know, changing is a lot harder than staying in the same place. You know, Lori Harder Mm -hmm. says something that I'm a very visual person. She's like, nobody wants to, you know, try, try the new shit sandwich. We'd rather eat the same shit sandwich because we know what it tastes like already. And that's always just resonated with me because, you know, it's so true as, as humans, we want to stick to what we know, even if we know it's not really working or it's not healthy. It's your body wants to do, go to the path of least resistance. So, um, yeah, that's how I ended up here and how I got to be in rooms where I meet epic women like you. And so that's kind of my backstory. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So I love that so much. And I appreciate the fact that you went for like the long story long, because there are so many gold nuggets in there. Like, and I just kind of want to take a second to highlight a few of them of the one, like leaning into your, like, it was your intuition at 17. You might not have even realized it, but it was, you were able to create a path that was authentically you just by leaning into that. And on top of that, then is kind of the, like you said, like walking into that crazy, like we all know that salon, by the way. <laughs> and it's it's more fun to be in that salon where you see all these unique personalities. And I think even at a subconscious level, when you walk in there, you can recognize that like, oh, what makes us amazing is they are authentically themselves. So if I'm authentically myself, then like, it, it's almost like a permission slip to take off the masks that you may or may not have put on prior to yes. this. So yes. I think that's such a beautiful thing to bring forward. And then hell, you even touched on the fact that like getting in the rooms and how that like having any kind of outside influence for starters, spoiler alert, no one knows everything that they're doing. No one has it all together. It's like the, 
the mystery like behind the veil that no one wants to talk about like none of us know what we're doing entirely no and it's just the ability to I think what's so powerful about those rooms outside of like just the connections but recognizing that it is you can borrow belief from other people or borrow ideas and get ideas from other people in order to help you overcome the unknown better than you can on your own. Because like you said, like we are terrified of change and I think it's less change and more the unknown. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So what I would love to chat about. So we talked about this a little bit before we jumped on and actually hit record is the final question that I normally ask everyone. I'm going to ask you at the beginning because I, I mean this, your answer just solidifies everything that we just said. So What's the one thing that has contributed the most to you breaking free of the expectations of others and becoming more authentically you? I feel like it's one of those trail. I could answer the question in 10 different ways, you know, (laughs) because do we ever know who we authentically are or do we just get to be that person? Right. Mm -hmm. It's like when people ask you for your bio, like when you get to be a guest on people's shows or you like you put the about me page, you know, how do you say about me? How do we tie one on of like who we are? Because on any given day, I'm going to answer that question differently on any Mm -hmm. given day when someone's like, how are you? I have a different answer. And so, you know, being able to understand that we all came from somewhere, some conditioning, some belief pattern, some culture, some this, like maybe it's your, your spiritual upbringing. And we were told to be a certain way. We were told to play a certain game. And at some level, you know, I read, a, I, you know, we, we were domesticated into fitting into the pack that we were born into. And I wrote a book a couple of years ago called Come As You Are. Didn't know that that was the title of a sex book, but, you know, I'm here for it. Um, the tagline really <laughs> I was both books, by I the know, way. <laughs> the art of unbecoming who they told you to be. And it's really just about calling bullshit on the fact that we have to fit into, you know, these certain boxes, success, happiness, fulfillment, you know, they're different for all of us. And who gets to define what any of that means to any of us. And, you know, we are so conditioned to believe without hesitation, you know, that success comes from following these rules and that, you know, these expectations, but they're, they're just dictated by other people. And when do we get the permission to start to think for ourselves, or decide what we really want or listen to how we really feel? I just did a powerful podcast episode with some of our friends right before this about activating your voice and about starting to use your voice and to not be so concerned if you are offending people or disappointing people, you know, because we are so quick to disappoint or offend ourselves by not speaking our truth. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I found I've been able to connect to with my podcast is really finding my voice a couple hundred episodes later. And it's one of those things that I think has created so much confidence. And it's what people hear in my tone now. Um, the directness of which I can speak, I can get my thoughts out because I'm not worried about how they're going to maybe land because I know who's meant to hear it will hear it the right way. And that's created such a powerful impact in my life by being able to understand that I'm allowed to be me. It's disappointed a lot of people over the years because the person I was pretending to be, she had a lot of friends and people liked her the way she was. And when I started to shift and change and get curious and change my conversations, 
um, they kind of slowly all started to disappear. And I, I thought, again, something was wrong with me. So it wasn't until I realized that I had just kind of outgrown those situations or grown away from them, maybe not outgrown. That sounds like I got better then, but it, I just moved away from what was connecting me to those people when I started to really listen to what was coming up for me. Yeah, I think that's so important because I think I've had multiple people who listen to this podcast mention like I, I just did a solo episode last week on holding new boundaries with old friends and kind of that exact issue like we all run into it right as we evolve and change there are going to be people in her who are in our lives that either benefited from us holding boundaries or just aren't ready to accept and change and transform with us and that's okay right but what I would like definitely want to highlight there is the fact that how much better are your connections with the people that you have now though versus then? Oh my God. I can connect more deeply with a stranger mm. now that I know who I am because we skip the surface yeah. shit. We skip the bullshit and we go straight into like when I ran into you at um, Sam's event, like we got mm -hmm. right into it. I think because you already knew that I was someone who would understand if you just opened up and shared and right away you started talking to me about your program and like what you were doing. And it, we, we weren't like, so although it's been really hot here, like the weather's just so like, <laughs> we just got into yeah. it. And that was maybe the first time we'd had a real conversation. I think, I think we'd run into each other, said hello and been introduced, but we hadn't like had a conversation yeah. yet. And I was, I walked away from that thinking that was awesome. You know, that's the type <laughs> And the level of connection I desire to have. So you can't necessarily desire something if you're not willing to also be a part yeah. of it. I think that is a huge, huge thing that you just said. Like if we desire something, if we want it, we have to be willing to open up and give it as well. Yeah. It's the same idea. Like we all hear that, like you can only love others as much as you love yourself. I think that goes for a lot of things. Like to a certain extent, be willing to give in order to better receive and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, when you're willing to open up and put yourself out there like that, it might sting a little bit if it's not well received mm -hmm. sometimes, but it's honestly for your benefit because that's not your person who you're yeah. supposed to connect with, whether it's a girlfriend or a boyfriend or uh, any kind of friend or person or whatever. But we, again, we're taught to play nice with everybody and to share and yeah. to connect and like, don't leave anybody out. And, you know, I, 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 you know, being a parent, that was my greatest teacher. When my son wouldn't want to share, I was like, I wouldn't want to share either. I don't like someone can't just come <laughs> over and take my car. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's mine. So it's funny when you relearn things through your children. And I remember my mom, when I first had him, like, telling me like, you, you shouldn't give him so many options. Like he shouldn't get to decide things. He's five. And I thought, oh no, we are breaking this generational bullshit and story that you were told, you mm -hmm. know, my kid can't have a decision. What's the harm in asking him if he wants this or that right now? Like she, it was just so wild to, you know, you, you meet people where they are, but like, I knew that she was just reteaching what she had learned yeah. and we have an opportunity Nothing's to, wrong. yeah, nothing's wrong, but Yep. It's not serving us anymore. And so, yeah, showing up and being able to have these vulnerable conversations um, allows for you, I think, even more so to connect more deeply with yourself, not just mm -hmm. with other people. And I think that's such even a full circle, too, because 
when we first started, we were talking about like the career paths that our parents might choose for us. Right. Yeah. Like I came up, I have physician parents. It was very much like a, you are going to get a doctorate in something. And like you had the kind of the same thing. It's like, Oh, you're going to be a doctor or this. And it was kind of that same, even though you were an older still that, Oh, I need to make the decision for you because I know what's in your best interest and there's no way you can, which it comes from a very well-intentioned place. But that is like, that is how societal conditioning works on a bigger scale. Yeah, And I think a lot of us have been unintentionally put in boxes. So I love what you said a little bit ago on like you're on what you're past a hundred episodes or something, which congrats, by the way, like I love your Two, podcast. 220 200. something episodes we're at. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All yeah. right. You talked about how the reps getting the reps in and just starting messy and just being willing to do the scary thing from the get go allowed you to then build that skill and build that confidence. So I would love to know other than the reps and just being willing to start scared. What are some other tips you have? Like what are the biggest things that helped you really boost confidence and figure out who you really were and what your voice really was. Asking for help. It's the number one thing that people resist the most is asking for help or allowing other people to really actually help them. Um, We might let somebody help us a little bit, but we don't fully always know what we need help with, which is like one level deeper. Sometimes people are willing to get the help, but they're like, I'm so lost. I have no idea like where to start. Is it the fear around the start? We'll just use podcasts as an example. Is it the fear? Is it, you know, the not knowing? Is it the longevity? Like there's so many pieces. Where do we start? And so, yeah, I think, you know, consistency, as much as people don't want to hear it, like the reps, it's kind of the same thing. Um, The reps are one thing, but you have to consistently get the reps. You can't just like go to the gym one time and then go back a year later you know, it doesn't as work much as we wish. Yeah. As much <laughs> as we wish Just like my, I always make the joke, like one salad won't make you skinny. One cheeseburger won't yeah. make you fat. You know, trying something one time doesn't give you real time proof of what could po- is possible for you. And as you start to take action, it creates clarity. A lot of us want to wait for the clarity to then take the action. And I think, you know, I hear these terminologies of people having like these buffet years where they try on a bunch of different things. That's something I had to do when I was leaving the beauty industry because I at first very much was like, I'm not working with hairdressers. You know, I want to like get out of my bubble and go expand. And, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. But then I started with what I knew and I started helping a past version of me. And then it expanded into bigger things. And I started to speak to bigger people. I started getting in bigger rooms and my my world started to grow. And so therefore I started to be able to show up in different ways. And that just led me to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And often, you know, I thought, oh, well, everyone's a coach in this way. I should go do that. So then I tried it and I just didn't feel connected to it in that way. So I thought, oh, something's wrong with me. I'm not a good coach. Well, I came from a transactional world where I did your hair, you paid me, you you left and you were happy. And it was like this rinse and repeat thing. And I I was very much built on a referral-based business. So I knew what I liked and I knew what made me feel energetically good. And so that's why starting this podcast agency feels so in alignment with who I am and how I like to serve. I like to know what I'm giving you and I like to see tangible things, right? A produced podcast, um, you know, your your deliverables, all the things you pay for them. You're happy. Your numbers grow. We check data. Like it's this whole ecosystem where I'm a part of it. I get to coach. I get to do these things. And that took me a couple of years. And how could I be a podcast coach 
if I, well, I'm not a podcaster, probably I'm sure you could be, but you know what I mean? So it's, it's, yeah. it all evolved. And like, I would have never known this is where I would have ended up if I didn't start taking messy action and, and trying some things on like for two and a half years, I wanted to start my show, but I was too scared. There's a microphone in the back of my office that sits here. Uh, and it, it, I've never used it. I think I had it for two years before I even started. But I was scared of the tech. I was overwhelmed with the content. I didn't know who I was speaking to. I didn't have a business yet. So I didn't know, you know, I know it's a marketing tool. I didn't know all the things. And so what did I solve a problem? I created a podcast agency for people who were feeling that same exact way. I wanted to take the stress out of it. So when they're decided, okay, I I think a podcast is the thing. I'm just using that as an example. I'll go to Jess because she's already figured it out. I'll go and ask for help and I'll take it one step further. I'll pay for help. So there's this rad energy exchange where everybody's winning and here we go. So that's where all of that came from. But yeah, consistent, even if it's messy action will help you figure it out. I love that so much. And I also love that you brought up at the very end, like the energy exchange, because I do think there is something to be said for getting uncomfortable by putting some skin in the game. Like we just don't show up the same if we don't have that. Unfortunately, no. (laughs) And there's that stupid saying that like, if you pay, you pay attention. And I don't want to call it stupid because I do actually think it is true. How many Mm -hmm. times have you got somebody's free download or opted into something or bought, even bought like a low ticket, something or other. I have a whole graveyard of free webinars that I never made it to. If you're in the online space or if you are an entrepreneur, you know exactly what we're talking about. And if you don't, think of things that you, you maybe you got a, a yoga 10 class pass and you only went to one or, you know, whatever. You just didn't see mm-hmm. things through. You didn't give yourself an opportunity to like really try it out. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that so much. Uh, okay. So I would love to know, because you said like, hey, we got to ask for help. How can we help you? How can we support you? Because I think you've already, like, there's so many gold nuggets in this. So you've already poured so much into us and even given so much permission. So I'm going to pause for just a second before I actually ask my question. Because so we talked about you being in the beauty industry for 22 years. So not only have you given the permission to everyone who has met you on this podcast or off of it to, pivot and take the messy action, but you've also allowed them to break free of what we call the sunk cost fallacy of, I spent 22 years in this industry, therefore I might as well keep going. Mm -hmm. No, like you created this beautiful thing and you can utilize a lot of skills that you built up during that time. So it wasn't wasted time. Whereas I feel like a lot of people kind of get stuck in that, like it's wasted if I, if I leave this thing that I've put so much time and effort into. So first I want to acknowledge you for that. And then I want to ask, how can we support you? How can people work with you? How can they get in touch with you? All that stuff. Thank you for that. I received that. And honestly, the beauty industry raised me and allowed for me to find myself and to find it through self-expression and through success and through failure. I mean, I fucked up a lot of hair in my day. I have, trust me, like I didn't just come out knowing how to cut a straight line and balayage and highlight. I was Mm -hmm. new and I sucked in the beginning. And I have to go back to those moments. A lot of times they tell you to go back to where, you know, you can find the belief and the confidence. I go back to when I sucked. I go back to when I was the worst and I didn't have clients and I'd have to go pass out my cards all day long. And I have to go talk to people. We called it guerrilla marketing. It was pre-social mm. media. And I think about all of the work I put in to get where I quote unquote felt successful. Am I showing up 
over here in this new phase of my life doing that. That's kind of where I check myself when I'm starting to ever feel like, oh, this is hard. Um, I'm like, you can do hard things. Look what you did back then with no tools, no help, no guidance, no mentors. Um, So what was your question? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, for starters, I love that we added that because I think that is so good. And it's something that I teach my clients as well. And I'm sure you've utilized so much as like, have things like that in your back pocket where you yes. were a beginner to remind yourself because you have to be a beginner again in order to make a pivot. And that's, again, we talked about like people being uncomfortable o- overcoming the unknown. And part of that is being willing to be a beginner again. Yes. And so oh. being able to borrow belief. Yes. Borrowing amazing. belief and supporting me for being human and forgetting what the original yes. question was. And this <laughs> should just be as an example, if you ever get to guess on someone's podcast, please don't try to be perfect because the people that try to be yeah. perfect and script are so boring to interview. Really like, is. don't be that person. <laughs> 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 Laugh, say you don't know what they said, like have a good time, make it conversational. Nobody wants to listen to two boring people. Um, If you were inspired to start your podcast by listening to this episode, please reach out. We have Media Unscripted, which is our full service uh, done for you podcast production agency. We can help you start, launch, grow, monetize your show, which is so much fun. I've recently added voice expander to the bio in my Instagram because I feel like I talk about it so much. We help you connect your voice to your brand, but also I help you connect your voice to yourself through one-to-one coaching. I know you do that as well, but also through breathwork facilitation. And I do workshops and retreats and a variety of other things because I like to keep it spicy and I always want to keep you guessing. So there's lots (laughs) of ways to hang out with me. Social media is easy and free. The podcast is easy and free. Uh, My show is called Unscripted the Podcast and it's very fly by the seat of your pants type of a show. I do have also amazing guests on there like yourself. You were a guest on the show and that'll be dropping soon. But I think honestly, if you're curious about starting a podcast and you're like, I don't know if that's what my business needs right now. Is it what you need? Because I will say, and I've been sharing this more openly lately, I selfishly have a podcast because it allows for me to connect with amazing humans like Megan for an hour, half an hour, whatever that might look like, pick their brains on whatever topic I want to talk about. People want to come on your show and just serve. They want to serve you, your community, your audience. You can ask them literally anything. And many of these people don't have one-to-one coaching available or mentorship. So you would otherwise never get to have an hour of their time. So if that's not a little push to start a show, I don't know what is. Um, But yeah, I just love to be like the ultimate hype girl. So if you need a little hype in your life, you can text me the word Friday to 619-332-3045. Every Friday, I just sound out, send out a little text message that tells you to think about your win for the week and share it with me so we can celebrate you. Um, I just think we don't celebrate ourselves enough. So that's me. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. And you 100% are like the ultimate hype girl. And I agree. We definitely don't celebrate ourselves nearly enough, right? I get called out on it all the time. Even when I started this podcast, they were like, hey, how are you going to celebrate? I was like, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, part. what's your fuck yeah? Let's celebrate your fuck yeah. I don't even know, <laughs> know what day this is going to drop, but like, why don't you tell the people? Ooh, what is, that is a solid question. And I actually don't even know what date this is going to drop. I'm definitely yeah, like- I love that. I, at some point this fall. <laughs> so give me, what's your, what's your fuck yeah for the last just like week? Keep it, keep it like, even if it's tiny or you could be big, What 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 is it? Okay. So I'll go with uh, mine. I actually sold two of my one-on-one 180 sessions yesterday. Booyah. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, how lucky are those people? 
So I'm pumped because yeah, you know, I'm like pivoting or have pivoted into a mindset coach. And so I'm very much in that beginner, but like the feedback has been amazing. And both of these were word of mouth referrals already. So amazing. Well, you were born to do this kind of work. So I'm so glad that you're stepping into it because really like you, to me, I feel like this level of confidence that is just there. And it's probably from all of the reps you've put in over the years. And, you know, I do know anyone who comes into your world is just better for it. Your energy is always so grounding and depthful. And I'm just so grateful that you're creating content out into the world to help more people. So lucky clients. Thank you. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. That's a fuck yeah Friday, right? There. <laughs> yeah. And I will for sure shout out because yes, I've had so many people reach out and just be like, Ooh, I'm interested in starting a podcast. And that's not my jam, but it is your jam and you are so good at it. So if anyone's listening, I will have all the links in the show notes. Definitely go check out Jess's stuff. Check out Media Unscripted. She's amazing. You will not regret it if you're going to start a podcast with her. Yes, I love it. Thank you so much. High five for taking some time out of your day for yourself to listen to this episode. It is my hope that it makes you feel more seen and heard and understood because we are all human and being human is messy and imperfect and beautiful and you are beautiful. So if this resonated, it would mean the world to me if you shared it on social along with your biggest takeaway and then tag me at moveonthedaily and at human.onthedaily. Thank you so much and see you next time.